United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Last week, India and Pakistan appeared to be in an escalation cycle of violence in response to the February 14th suicide bombing. India launched airstrikes into Pakistan, something that has not happened since 1971. Pakistan responded. India responded. There's been a back and forth. The tensions rising as we've been watching North Korea. We have to remember that Pakistan and India are both nuclear powers, and this has the potential to get out of hand. Things seem to have calmed down, but we wanted to get some perspective. So we are pleased that Ambassador Rick Olson can join us, the former U.S. ambassador to Pakistan, a former special representative to Afghanistan and Pakistan and a senior advisor to the United States Institute of Peace. He is, uh, the Twitter handle is at USIP. Mr. Ambassador, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure, Tim. Thanks for having me. So can give us some perspective on the events that took place and the context of the relationship between Pakistan and India in which these events took place. Sure. Well, as you, as you said in the lead-in, you know, last week was a, a scary week because even though the news was in some ways overshadowed in the States by the Cohen testimony, uh, and overseas by the Hanoi summit, you actually had two nuclear weapons states um, engaged in armed conflict in a way that they haven't seen since uh, since 1971. Uh, it all started with um, a suicide attack on the 14th of February uh, in um, Indian Kashmir. Um, the uh, band, uh, the uh, the militant outfit. Um, Jaysh Mohammed, which is based in Pakistan, claim credit for it. Now, it's important to note that as far as we know, uh, and of course, I don't see intelligence anymore, uh, there's no direct line between Pakistan um, and, uh, uh, and the attack. Uh, but uh, the, the group that claimed responsibility is based um, in, in Pakistan. Um, India responded on the 26th of February with airstrikes. Um, and this is significant because the airstrikes went beyond just the immediate border area, beyond Pakistani Kashmir. They actually went into uh, the adjoining province in Pakistan. And the signal of that strike, of course, was that it would have been possible for the Indian Air Force just as easily to have hit uh, the capital, Islamabad, or other military targets. Uh, they claimed to have hit um, a militant camp operated by Jaysh Mohammed, the group that claimed responsibility. Um, and it, the following day, uh, there were dogfights uh, between the Indian and Pakistani Air Force around uh, over disputed Kashmir, and a uh, Indian pilot was shot down um, and landed on the Pakistani side of the border. Uh, this actually wound up providing the key to the resolution of the crisis because uh, Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan um, offered to immediately release uh, the pilot, uh, in other words, not to keep him under detention, uh, and also offered to talk uh, directly with India about terrorism, which is something that Pakistan has been reluctant to do uh, in the past. I so wonder if you could give us... That- yeah, please. I, I was going to say, I wonder if you could give us just a little more understanding of this so-called line of control for people who are not, sure. it's it's a border between India and Pakistan and Kashmir, but I, I wonder if you could tell us why this is the zone. It's like the forbidden zone in some ways. Yeah, well, so this all dates back to the partition of India in 1947. Um, 
in which uh, Kashmir, uh, the region of Kashmir, wound up being split between uh, mostly in, um, uh, in Indian territory, uh, but partially in Pakistani territory. Um, and uh, neither side, particularly the Pakistani side, has ever accepted this partition. Both have claims on all of the, uh, uh, the territory. And so the line of control is the informal uh, border uh, it's fenced up and it looks like a border, but neither side officially recognizes it. And it's one of the tensest places in the world. There are uh, there is a, a low scale, low intensity conflict going on there all the time, which actually after this, this crisis resumed or after this crisis was de-escalated last Friday with the return of the pilot, it, uh, shelling resumed over the weekend um, with uh, with casualties that were uh, I've heard as high as 25, which is. Uh, of course, regrettable, but perhaps not as uh, not all that uncommon. It's a very tense area. Again, uh, former ambassador to Pakistan is uh, Ambassador Rick Olson joining us here on POTUS. He's a senior advisor to the United States Institute of Peace. Uh, you know, the timing, you know, going back to the 40s and also the, the tensions, it's somewhat rem- reminiscent to me of what we see with Israelis and Palestinians. It's a border that nobody recognizes. You know, the, 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 the territorial dispute. What's especially striking about this, though, is that we have two nuclear powers who will occasionally face off against each other. And it seems to me from people I've spoken to, Mr. Ambassador, that when the United States gets involved, it is seen by the, each side as either an advantage to the other side or not. In other words, everything the U.S. does is filtered in the context of what they're doing to the other guy. Yeah, it's a it's a complicated dynamic, um, and uh, I, w- I will say that the, the U.S. was quite engaged uh, in this process. We don't know all of the quiet diplomacy that was taking place behind the scenes, but Secretary Pompeo did call uh, his counterparts, the Pakistani and Indian counterparts, after the shot shoot down of the uh, pilot, um, and urged restraint. Uh, but also noted that um, the strike that the Indians had taken was a counterterrorism strike um, and so uh, did not condemn uh, that, um, that strike. Um, U.S. Is in, a dip- is in a delicate position. Uh, it has a historic uh, longstanding uh, friendship, indeed uh, almost alliance, with, with Pakistan, which has been greatly strained over the last 17 years by Pakistani support for militants in Afghanistan. Uh, and uh, the relationship with India is nascent and, and growing, uh, but um, uh, the, um, the influence of the United States on India is perhaps not as great as it has been, at least in the past, uh, with uh, Pakistan. Uh, the key thing I would say is that the United States has really reached a point where it believes that uh, the militants operating out of Pakistan uh, are really a threat, uh, not just to India and to Afghanistan and our forces in Afghanistan, but I think really a threat to uh, the, uh, the long-term stability of the Pakistani state. And so that's one of the very pointed messages that has come out of this crisis. Any concern that any other country is trying to wield influence, China, Russia, any other outside player? Well, I think for better or for worse, the U.S. is in the best position right now to influence, have influence with, uh, with both sides. Um, the Chinese are strong backers of Pakistan and in the past <clears throat> have been willing uh, to use their veto at the Security Council to prevent the banning of these terrorist outfits, including Jaysh Mohammed. So one thing to watch in the, in the, in the period ahead 
is whether China and perhaps even with Pakistani acquiescence would agree to stopping uh, to stop using their veto and allow Jaysh Muhammad uh, to be designated as a a UN designated terrorist uh, organization. That would be a significant. Uh, signal, uh, I think that uh, that they, that uh, those two powers are serious uh, about um, addressing the root cause. And Pakistan has banned uh, Jaysh Mohammed and announced financial sanctions against them. But that, unfortunately, has been done in the past with various militant organizations and hasn't really um, resulted in their being eliminated. They simply change their names and do business under a new name. Mr. Ambassador, thank you for joining us on POTUS today. Thank you. My pleasure. Important, important discussion. When you see a gun, uh, fist fight, it's one thing, a gunfight. Two nuclear powers, India and Pakistan. Ambassador Rick Olson, former ambassador to Pakistan, a senior advisor to the United States Institute of Peace, joining us this morning. The Twitter handle is at USIP. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.